Shalom, brothers and sisters. We are back. It has been a while, but we're back in action. And today we're here with two very special guests. We have our friend Lizzie White, Cantor Lizzie Weiss. Hello, hello. And we have Emmett. Emmett, say hi. All right. He's already falling asleep. Yep. He's, uh, he's <laughs> brand new and we're all tired because of it, but we are, we're glad to be here. Um, there's a lot of coffee and Diet Coke and milk <laughs> on the table. <laughs> all the necessities. So it's been a while because there's been a lot going on besides just being busy. Um, we had the Jewish high holidays. We had all kinds of simchas happening. And the biggest one was that Jess had her baby. His name is Emmett Hutchings, and he's so cute, and I'm holding him right now. And he's, like, half awake. And what's crazy is, I don't know, was it our first episode that Alex came? No, it wasn't our first, but Alex came here to record, and I knew I could be pregnant because I had had the transfer the day before, and that's why I was on bed rest, and I couldn't leave the house. Oh, yeah. So he had to come here, and I couldn't say anything on the podcast because I didn't want to jinx anything. So... Now there's an actual baby here. That's yeah, crazy. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> um, oh, he made a little sound for you. Um, that's for sure. Okay, like we'll obviously do oys and joys, but the oy, the oy of Emmett was wow. The birth experience. He got stuck. The birth experience <laughs> was insane. Jessica wrote about it in her blog, so we won't go too much into detail here about it. But. Um, for me to like be there for all of it, I went home that night wanting to possibly adopt. But <laughs> but now I hold Emmett and I'm like, never mind. I love him so much. He's you know so what's cute. funny is it's it was very painful. It was very distressing. There was lots of moments where I didn't know what would happen. There was the moment that I thought I died. Um and and I'm serious about that. Um and but in the end, like I remember a couple of points where I was starting to push and I was like Oh, this is how the body does that. Oh, that's interesting. Like, I thought it would be excruciating. Maybe it was because of the epidural, but it was just like, it just felt natural, even though he wasn't coming down the way he was supposed to. It nope. still felt like a natural thing to do. Um, everything about it, even like, even though I'm struggling to breastfeed, I doing it feels natural. Like, the things that we're supposed to do as women and children, like, it just happens. And yeah, it's kind it's of crazy. crazy how that works. So is your stomach okay? It's my esophagus. Oh. It's because of my I had gastric bypass six years ago and I every time I drink liquids, it like it's like a funnel. So my throat makes noises. Whoa. So I just it's really I loud that right it's now. Alex not like catching something on the microphone. <laughs> and like you can't hear me. Yeah, it is really it's loud it's when I drink so coffee. It's loud right From now. now I just blame it on Emmett's uh what'd you call it? Bubble gut? Yeah. Bubble gut. Oh butt. yeah, he just had a blowout. <laughs> he farts a lot. <laughs> These are things I never thought I would talk about, by the way. <laughs> it took like 30 minutes after Alex got here to actually come have podcast time because there was like two diaper changes, a feeding. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, Lizzie's here and we don't have an official bio, but maybe you want to introduce her because you know her better. Um, well, she is a real Broadway performer. Woo! Uh, from we'll call semi-Broadway performer. You have to be really close to the mic. Semi-Broadway performer. <laughs> I mean, she traveled with High School Musical, the the first one, or like, was there a... Yeah, the first one, High School Musical. Uh, yes, the Broadway touring production of High School Musical. So that's cool. Is my claim to fame. It's awesome. But now she's a cantor, which is way cooler. And she's Definitely. the cantor of Beverly Hills, which is also really cool. <laughs> so... 
Yes, yeah, so if you're ever Cantor. in Beverly Hills I'm and the it's Cantor Shabbat and you're near Temple Emmanuel, you go should visit stop by. and say hi. She's doing something cool. I'm sure of it. Yeah, your te- your synagogue does a lot of cool stuff. Thanks. <laughs> I would say that like we're like creative cantors. Yes. You guys are very creative for sure. Yes. Changing the game. Yeah. So we had a very interesting conversation yesterday with our Chabad friends about transgender rights and things like that. That was interesting. Um, in a good way, I in felt. a good way. Oh yeah, for sure. And it was interesting to see like a generation that she's not really our generation. She's a little younger, but like to see like what the next generation of Chabad is saying about some of this stuff and how they want to be inclusive. They just have to figure out how to navigate that with halacha. So um, yeah, it was really interesting. I actually mentioned to her, um, I'm like, you and your father are both progressive. Liberal. She's like, yeah, we're. My, she said, my, I got uh, my open minded. Just to you when you're talking about the daughter of a a daughter of a, a Chabad tr- rabbi, like a yes. twenty year old girl, yes, and that's who we're talking about is really starting to carry the progressive, yes, um, really wide, open, welcoming feeling in yeah in a very progressive way. Chabad's yeah. never not been welcoming like that's their no, whole thing sure like that's their whole acronym like it's all about being welcome but it's difficult to be welcoming when you your ideals don't reflect the world in 2019 which is part of their mission as well is to keep things a certain way to maintain the but i think her generation being like 20 years old is really um leading like i don't think she'd ever consider herself like modern orthodox i don't know i don't want to speak for somebody else but she's definitely still chabad but she has great um she's very open-minded and and it's really nice to talk to her Mm mm-hmm that's cool. And that's why you guys are going to interview their parents. I'm not saying the names, but you're going to interview the parents. We, on, but we yeah, want to talk to them about sex. Episode. We do. We want to talk to them about like the orthodox way of bust, having sex. Bust the myth, the sheet myth. Yeah. And we want to, oh. we want to talk about mikvah. We want to talk about like, yeah, like we want to get dirty, like not in a, <laughs> not in a, in a bad way, but like you we, heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> we want to uh, hear folks. like the real story. Cause there's just all this. Cause there's not a white sheet. Like we still no. have sex for pleasure. Right. There's just rules. This conversation has... Are you following people? (laughs) 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 We just went from like a welcome high school musical somehow to Chabad. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how we got there. I don't know. But no, I I think that in Judaism, like, and and this is one of the reasons that we have... um, What's the the thing we have to put on there? So that explicit on our podcast, because Mm -hmm. we might talk about stuff like this. And I think that Judaism is uh, a religion and a culture that is very accepting. Uh, they want to see, um, they want to see lo- love. They want like love is a big deal, and and in that like sex is okay. Like it's not something that's taboo. So let's talk about it. That's why we want to talk to them about that, right? I don't know. And I also think there's not one. <laughs> I'm <Chabad>. Sorry, <laughs> your esophagus has also joined the podcast. It's so loud. Stop you can't drinking. like burp it out or no, something. No, that is me burping it out. Like, wow. it's, it's, I have no, like, I can't drink, I can't yeah. drink water before For a massage. Record, how you haven't known this about her? Like, this has been I've six years. I've never heard it this loud. Because you're next to me. Yeah, I scooted over. <laughs> moved away from you. Like, I had to get, Actually. I had to get a, mas- I or had to get a massage. I had to get a massage. I got a prenatal massage and I was stupid and I drank like a cup of water before I went in and it was like, and then when I'm on my stomach, it's like the worst you were on your stomach during prenatal massage? Well, Are you with, allowed to be? Yeah, for my acupuncture, my acupuncturist, she has a special pillow for maternity. Oh, that's cool. It's very cool. And not a lot of people do that one. So I definitely highly recommend it if you're pregnant. But because of that, it was like, blah, 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 <laughs> like for like 30 minutes. Wow, really? 
great way to relax. <laughs> I know. It was she's like, Are you like I'm okay with it, but are you uncomfortable? I'm like, nope, just just keep going. Okay, so to continue Lizzie's intro. Yes. She's a triplet. <laughs> <laughs> An accidental triplet. This is why you have to have notes beforehand, but we decided I was in town, so maybe we should start with that. Yeah. I'm a, I'll introduce I'll say. Yeah, go for so, it. So I'm from LA, born and raised in LA. Actually, after the ninety-four um, Northridge earthquake. I moved to Beverly Hills. My dad was a doctor in Century City. Long story short, we joined Temple Emanuel Beverly Hills, where I'm now the cantor. And, um, and if you're now, following the story, I'm also the cantor at my childhood synagogue. So that's yes, something we have in common. We have a lot in common. And um, I have been along the ride with Jessica throughout this whole process till the end of the rainbow landing with Emmett. And, um, so when we knew her due date was kind of around November 15th or something, I was like, all right, looks like the best thing to do is to come for Thanksgiving. And then we were able to plan the bris and the, and Thanksgiving around it. So I'm just like here hanging out for five days and I also love babies. So that doesn't hurt. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about the bris for a second. Like, cause we had a lot of debate about this yet. Not that debate, but conversation. So one of the things that I've done throughout this pregnancy is be on the app called what to expect when you're expecting oh, that I hear you're not supposed to listen. Yeah. To there's that. like boards. And so I was yeah. in the November baby's board and a lot, like I would say at least once a day, someone would post about what are your feelings on circumcision? And it's so different from when our parents were born. And even when my husband was born, like it was just a thing you did. Now people are saying it's mutilating your child and it's taking away what they are when they're born. And, and they have no say in it. They have no say in it and it's painful and why would we want to hurt them? And like, look, there's valid concerns here after seeing it yesterday. Like there's actual, <laughs> like I get what people are, where people are coming from. And I think there's benefits to both, but, and there, there's places that are, have banned it. There's countries that have banned it. There's states and cities that have talked about banning it, which is like, makes you think about how important it is this or is not. This is Alana speaking now. And I have, I, my thoughts, I know some of our friends' children listen, so I won't say too much, but when you do not circumcise and you are an adult who is sexually active, you have to be very good at cleaning under the foreskin. (laughs) Otherwise, not only do you, the person with that, body part you can easily get infected it cannot smell good i like it's really gross but speaking from experience you're sexually (laughs) active with can also get like infections and stuff like it's you have to keep it so clean which is pretty it's not the easiest thing to do so um so a lot of people think that it's like just for part of watching your baby have to go through it which Emmett, you did a great job yesterday you got a little (laughs) bit drunk you know just rubbing some manischewitz on your lips did the trick but um like Emmett won't remember that and he'll grow up with you know not he'll be rid of this piece of of the foreskin and he won't have to worry about it people who men who are older who haven't been circumcised like think about then if you want to make that decision as an adult you're going to remember the hell out of that it's going to be painful like if you you know what i mean like it's like yeah but on the, it will not remember this devil's advocate i've heard i've heard i don't know if it's true but i've heard that it's more pleasurable if you have if you still have it so some people are I think I don't know. I I, mean, I, I don't have experience. I that so my but, rabbi but, but, and I and will never know. My <laughs> rabbi and I have had a lot of discussions about this, and um, I was telling Jessica just yesterday that often 
you know, when we do conversions and we're on the bait dean, which is like the board of where you interview in Reform Judaism, we more interview people. Um, so at the last conversion I did last week, this woman, we, we said, what is something that maybe you don't agree with in Judaism? We ask questions like, what do you feel about joining an oppressed people? Things like that. But when we said, what, what do you think, you know, what's something you don't like? And it was very interesting. She said, you know, normally it's like, oh, I don't like how women are treated differently in like more very observant parts of Judaism. But her thing was like, I get circumcision but I don't get it, and I get that I'm we're supposed to do it, and my soon to be. But why husband, do we eat bagels after? Well, that, that's that's a whole other discussion. Like I'll, I'll say something about that. But um, so we had this discussion in the middle of the bait dean about like I had always heard exactly what Ali just said. Alana, what are you known on here as? Either Alana. okay, Alana. We kind of said in the beginning we'd call her Allie or Alana, just oh, okay. go with the flow. Good. All right, so Allie. Um, which is that it was for like cleanliness and stuff like that. And that this ritual was built around that. And then my rabbi told me that actually it, there was a time like in thousands of years ago that people were cutting parts of their body as like sacrifice um, to God. And, and the Jewish people said, let's um, ritualize <laughs> this um, sacrifice basically. And that, that, that's one of the reasons for like a ritualistic circumcision that it was actually to Weird. save people who were doing other unsafe ways of sacrificing themselves. So are you saying Abraham was not the first or it was, was it was not actually like it, it came out later than that. Is that what you're saying? Um, well, it depends on what you think of the origins of the Torah, which is a completely, totally different story. You could say that the Torah was written after many of these historical rituals were already being done and that that the story of Abraham and circumcision is actually just a response um, as a justification for circumcision. I don't know. But I have to say, when I just Googled it, it does bring up um, all of these different reasons. And it also brings up that circumcision was a punishment for in wartime era. <laughs> eras. Really? Well, yeah, it would so be a punishment so if they were an adult, for yes, sure. exactly. Um, anyways, my question is, how did they know that cut, like you wouldn't need it? That's the craziest part to me, like that long ago. Well, I don't, I can't answer that, but I do know the story that I think Dr. Brill told it yesterday about how Abraham was Avram and that it was an added hay to his name. Um, and that the hay was symbolic of God and that by doing this, he was entering the special covenant with God. And it was something that was holy and something that he not, maybe not was prophetic about, but maybe like that just knew that this was the right thing for him to do. It came to him in some kind of message. So I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that, but I know that it's supposed to be something that kind of inducts you into the people and we do it because our ancestors did it. And also cause it's seen as something that is cleanly, Cle cleanly, is that a word? No, clean, hygienic. <laughs> hygienic. hygienic yeah. Um, and and we do a lot of stuff like that, the hand washing. Yeah. Like we didn't get the hand black plague right. during um, 
I think was it was it 14th century. I'm really bad with hist- historic um, eras, but we didn't get the Black Plague because we were the people who was were very cleanly about cl- cleanly. Clean I up. said it again, <laughs> hygienic we, about the way we washed our hands right. and we had our hand washing rituals and, and so we kosher and keeping kosher is mm-hmm. supposed to be cleaner. So that's like, like that. something that our for people sure. have done for oh, a yeah. long time. It says right here they first they looked at all these other different cultures because remember it wasn't just Jewish people who circumcise like it's very prevalent in Aztec and Mayan cultures mm. but then it says circumcision for medical purposes seems to have in modern times at least come into vogue in the 19th century as doctors began treating adult phimosis so it was it was also tr- it was also known Hygienic, that yeah. yeah that it would to help prevent. protect against venereal diseases yeah thank you but Allie made a good point yesterday that I've been thinking a lot about which was why do we come with this part if we have to just get rid of it eight days later? I said that. Somebody said that. Like, yeah, I think you said that yesterday. Like, why? Why? I'll take credit, but I oh no, maybe me. it was Jeremy. It could have been Jeremy. Some, so yeah, I think maybe it was Jeremy. Well, we're also born with what, like a, a gallbladder. Right. We don't need that spleen. A lot. No, of but it, yeah. no, but it, it has a use. But I, I don't have any more. Um, no, but a gallbladder definitely has a use. Like, you just you can live without it. Oh. But appendix, you can live without that. Well, you could say that the foreskin was protecting yeah. the penis. Like maybe right. it was needed in birth for some yeah, reason that like we don't know. Yeah, or like inside the womb or something. Yeah, I don't know. But it was a good point. Like why put like we have to put this, these babies through so much pain. Although it's debatable because the way it was done yesterday with he had a lidocaine shot. So he probably didn't. He only felt the pain of the shot. Um, oh, I didn't yeah. know that. You didn't see that? Mm-mm. It was a big I wasn't needle. looking at all. Oh, okay. I forced myself at my first brisk that I had to officiate. I forced myself to look because I was like, I'm, I need to not ever feel like I'm going to pass out. If I was a man, it'd be very hard for me to watch that. Of course. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm sure Alex is like cringing right now. (laughs) (laughs) The grown up parts are like different looking than the baby parts. It doesn't, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, Emmett, good job. But Emmett slept for nine hours. Oh, yeah. He was wine drunk. Like (laughs) the doctor said to Jeremy, don't worry, just keep putting the gauze with the wine on his lips. And it's not you're not going to you're not going to drown him in it. So Jeremy was like doing it, like putting the the (laughs) wine on a lot. And then we didn't hear from the baby for we just everyone would just kind of pass him around alive. (laughs) Yeah, we kept checking to make sure he was breathing. But yeah, he didn't sleep last night. Jerk. (laughs) <laughs> i really like to sleep at night him. um okay so anyway well it was it was it is weird that jews celebrate this for sure but it is um it is bringing a new baby boy into the tribe which is really cool and he was given his hebrew name which is Emmett shia named after our grandfather and um jessica stole that name from me but we agreed upon it so it's okay but you can still name your child that. Yeah, it's okay. yeah. Uh, she didn't steal the name Emmett. She still named Shia. But it's his Hebrew name, and no one's people usually don't have a Hebrew middle name. So first name Shia. No. See, I told you I should pick him um, up. That's my baby. But anywho, it was a great day, and um, we'll get into some boys and joys. Boys and joys, yes. <laughs> Well, all right. We'll so, a- Lizzie, always enjoys around these parts are of the week, but we haven't been on this show for a long time, so you can just do an oi enjoy of your life in this moment. The first thing that comes to mind. All right, my oys and joys. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, well, my 
my joy is definitely being here and like having the freedom and the ability and resources to be able to drive out here and stay with Jessica and Jeremy in a beautiful house even though it's like 40 degrees in Vegas and I'm wearing a blanket right now no kidding um and meeting Emmett like it's just such a miracle and he's beautiful and so that's definitely my joy and my oi I don't know I have Vegas throat like oh, apparently that's yeah, a thing yeah. so the, the air conditioning no, or heat, the heat whatever is killing my throat yeah so um I'm not sick or anything I just m- like I'm getting suffocated by the heat by the heat and the and the dry the non I think fresh the cold, air well yeah, yeah the cold the cold dry air is actually what really hurts usually me so well I think sleeping with the heat like blasting like something going yeah yeah I think that's what happened but that's nothing compared to being circumcised so <laughs> those that's it all right well we kind of touched on my my joy is that I have a son which is crazy I never thought this was going to happen. Um, and the oi was how he definitely, like, well, the whole process really from having to do IVF to losing the first baby to like the pregnancy was joyful. Like, yeah, I, you looked awesome. My hormones were on fleek. Like, you should <laughs> see her hair. Yeah, your hair my is hair my hair ridiculous. Hair, yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. Um, he did all kinds of good things while he was inside. But then he didn't want to leave just as much as I didn't want him to. I so. just don't think. He really didn't want to be born while Trump was president. He told me that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That well, and he was born, but he was born on World oh. Kindness Day, which is not something that Trump um, recognized. So oh, you should also did actually. You- I'm not sure that that's true. I didn't know. I don't really follow him, so I don't know if he recognized it. But it he was definitely World- didn't. He was too busy tweeting some. I don't know. Crap. Whatever. But he was born on World Kindness Day, and he was born on our grandfather's birthday, which is also why he got his name the way he did. And we think that my grandfather had something to do with that because it was 24 hours of labor, mm-hmm. four and a half hours ish. Should have just like pushed out, and Grandpa was just like pushing him back in. Yeah, and then emergency C-section. Um, it wasn't and, emergency. Uh, oh no, it was. It was. It's still called emergency. It's a hundred percent emergency. Oh. I couldn't have kept pushing once he turned his sunny side up. Yeah, we were putting oxygen on you between every push. Like, your lips were purple. I forgot about that, yeah. Uh, there's a lot that I have. I've, it was I, so I, scary. I have, I have some PTSD, I'm not going to lie. I feel like we should go through that timeline after Always and Joyce. No, it's because it's very art. It's does No one remembers it right. Right. I do know, <laughs> like, I, some people said I've pushed for three hours. Some said I've pushed for four hours. I did take a half-hour break where they had me on my side, and they were trying to get me to kind of get some strength he back. Was, well, and he was facing your hip. He wasn't oh, that's facing right. straight. Mm-hmm. Um, he was facing the right direction for three weeks and then decided he decided to turn a little bit while it was time to come out. Um, All I have to say, and I've said this before, is I was on FaceTime with two of Jessica's friends. And at 7.30 p.m., keep in mind, he was not born until 12.23. I heard through the door, okay, three more pushes and you'll have a baby. Oh, that's okay. So that's. And that was at 7.30 p.m. And right. everyone's like, oh, my God. Oh my goodness! And I there did not go. Eleven thirty is when I threw in the towel and I said, "He, it's too painful. The epidural has worn off. He's turned. I can feel it all over my hips and my back. Like, and your something's nurse wrong. was so optimistic. She was like, "I really think you can do this." And I was like, "Okay, show me where his head is." And she had to literally open you up for me to see the top Whoa. of his head. And I was like, "TMI." You also said he had a lot of blonde it, hair. He has hair, but it's not like a lot. It looked blonde. It is blonde, and it is hair, but it's I, not it a lot. It looked like <laughs> a lot. It looked like a lot. It wasn't gross. I have to tell you guys, like I. There are a lot of things like blood and gut things on TV I used to not be able to watch, but there was something about, like you said, it was, it was very natural. natural mm-hmm. Except for Jeremy. Like, 
your me like having the front view into like your legs being over like it was not weird it was not weird no. at all no and i have to say so so jeremy was he never left my side i don't think he ate all day and then somebody a nurse or somebody said or my mom i think said you should look and see you can see his head no, or no something like that look what happened he looked on his own i remember and it was right when like something weird did happen like you pushed and like just you, more fluid came out uh-huh. than Ha- then had been and, and i saw it when i was moved from that table to the c-section table i saw all that was and i literally me. watched him go <laughs> he almost passed out and then and then the funniest part is he's on the keto diet which like mazel tov he's lost 50 pounds in like two months but because he's on keto um and he they were like you need to have some juice so they like gave him they opened a juice to give to him and he's like i can't it's not keto and we're like you're gonna pass My out was like drink it jeremy <laughs> this sounds like a familiar story about some chocolate almonds from ali's wedding night oh yeah 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 oh he gets real God. keto yeah, and it's not keto that's really funny I I pancakes yeah he, that's what i thought was meant he fell off keto last time but he hadn't lost as much weight last time um, but yeah, it was, that was the whole journey was in oy and a joy all in, all in and of itself. Yeah. And, um, the saddest part for me, the, the oyest part for me oh, yeah, is, um, the fact that I was so exhausted by the time I went to the C-section that when they redid the epidural medicine so that I could have a C-section, I don't actually remember anything from, they pinned my arms down to the table and then I was blacked out until I woke up with Emmett in my arms in the recovery room. Shaking. And I was shivering like I've never shivered before and I couldn't feel my arms or the bottom of my neck um like the epidural had gone up so high so I had to have them take him away because I didn't know I, I couldn't hold him and I like I appreciate them putting them him there but I couldn't feel him yeah which was really it was really hard that I like didn't get to witness him being pulled from me after all that work so yeah that sucks. But now we spend every day with him. But now I can see him every day yeah so and it's all good. So cute. And so my boy enjoy obviously very similar. I love being an aunt. I love him so much. I literally love changing his diapers, feeding him. I just, he's so cute. I just am obsessed with him. Um, we just changed a really fun diaper too. <laughs> and um, I don't know really, uh, my other joy is that I feel very blessed to be able to have um, someone who comes to clean my house. We all love her so m- I really do. Like when she comes, I'm like, wow, I'm so grateful for her. And like, this day of the month is the best because she just, I just love her so much. And she brought a Hanukkah present this time and just so sweet. Once a month. And I it, live by myself and get someone twice a month. We have, yeah, we really? have twice a month. But we also oh, yeah. like, we have other friends. Oh. Hmm. She's just so busy. I can't get her in. She is. Everyone's stolen her by Right, because point. the Wertheimers use her and so do the DR clones now. And mom uses her. And, and then she has her other clients. Like, other yeah, than just we just us. love her. She's, she's, a, she's a sweetheart and my dog loves her. And anyway, so that's a joy at this specific day. But, um, my oys are okay one is kind of funny it's not like a big oy but I was at a it's about the podcast I was at a bat mitzvah recently for a family that I just love with all my heart and somebody there who I actually really love said the funny like it's I find it to be funny she was like yeah I listened to the first episode but about 10 minutes and I just had to turn it off I just couldn't do it (laughs) and like that's great and fine I'll tell you who after but like, give me some constructive She's criticism here. Listening. She's <laughs> probably not listening. But yeah, for other it. people, like, you know, we ask you to please subscribe and like and rate, review all the things you're supposed to do with the podcast. But, like, if you don't like it, like, let us know. Like, maybe not on the Apple review, but. No, but, like, we've never done this before. We think we're so interesting and funny and wonderful. But, like, you know, I don't know. I guess just podcasts in general might not be people's things. Some people. 
I don't, I don't know. know. I like to do it while I, I listen while I walk. So. Yeah, I listen to them all the time. If you um, haven't listened yet to the Dolly Parton one, you all should. It's only six episodes. It is. You listened, Alex? It is so good. It's nothing like you think it would be. Um, very, very interesting stuff. I get into them. I listened to this one called Scattered on the way here, driving here. I heard about it. And it was about the, um, now I can't remember his name, but he, it's about a comedian, yes. Chris, uh, Chris uh, Garcia, I think. Yeah. And he explores his Cuban roots. Yes. And it's interesting because both Jessica and I have both been to Cuba in the last two years, basically. And so it was, I highly recommend that one. Yeah. And these people making these podcasts are like, this is their full time jobs. They're journalists and they're, you know, media people and things like that. So it's much different, obviously, but we'll get there one day. Yeah. Yeah, That, those are like, it's like, like t- television shows quality, yes. like yeah, but it's really cool to listen to them in the car. When what you have a what was your first drive. podcast? I remember mine. Oh, I remember mine. Mine was Serial because you told me. Oh, about that it. Was mine was too. I think that okay. was everyone. Well. I think that's maybe everybody's. Yeah, and nothing's really been as good. I have to be honest. Which like, no, but both well, of the them. Second both of the cereals. season of Serial is much different than the first. Ber- that was mm-hmm. Bob. I mean, that was Bergman, right? That was the oh, sorry. AWOL yes, one. the third season now is much different. It's no, not I, like one. Yeah, the case. third one explores um, people in the Cleveland um, prison system. I don't think we've right. to that one. Yeah, yet. but the second one was my favorite. Yeah, Bergdahl was cr- that. It's yeah. very interesting. That's very. I liked the first one. Like I was on a cruise and I downloaded all of it and I was just like laying out in the sun. Yeah, there's thing. some that nice. are just you breeze right through them. And if you're like a true crime person like me, um, Dateline now has every TV episode is now as a podcast. Oh, and it is so good because there's no commercials. On my podcast, you go through and look. There's there's us. Yeah. Um, I like the the after show for like Real Housewives, the one with Andy Cohen. I think that good. Oh, you know what was really I good? can't listen to town. Oh yeah, I listened to that too. Really good one. Um, but what I do have to say is that. Uh, Oh, wow. I just completely forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I I made a decision, though, actually, that if and when I am not pregnant, but if and when I'm pregnant, I'm not going to listen or consume any true crime. That's a good idea. I was like, this is like really affecting me. I I can't stop talking about the fetal kidnapping one that I listened to. Like, it's just going to stick in my head forever. There's only been like 11 incidences of fetal kidnapping since like the 80s. You mean like somebody opens someone up and steals the fetal? Yes. The one that I remember the most. I saw this on SVU, I think. The one I remember the most is a lady I what basically had had been putting on her boyfriend or her family for a long time that she was pregnant that she had a miscarriage and she was pregnant again and everyone's like really like are you pregnant and we're not sure so her great idea was she has to steal like a newborn and she can't really do it from a hospital so she put on craigslist that she was selling newborn baby clothes at like you know and so the girl was like oh i'm gonna go and like she contacted her like oh i'm having a baby in a couple months I, i would love to come like look at it and buy it buy it all and Second she walked in the house, the lady like attacked her, pushed her down the stairs, cut her open. Okay. I know. Emmett's like crying when I say that. Um He is like, it's just totally too crazy. Out. It's too it's too <laughs> messed up. So I was like, I probably shouldn't be consuming it this much right now, but actually I think that was on an episode of either Chicago Med probably. or New Amsterdam and they the woman brings in the baby and she so claims outrageous. that she just pushed the baby out. Yeah. They're like, This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And the baby wasn't doing well and then they found the real like teenage mother like cut up in the alley or something oh, i think yes. i saw that yes but so messed up i don't know i don't know about all that i don't think i would watch that but i did watch <laughs> i watched all eight seasons of call 
called The Midwife in the first mm-hmm. trimester, which everyone was like, well, how are you watching this right? I'm like, it's really informative. Yeah. Uh, I really I liked it. And I hope there's more seasons because oh, it's like my favorite show. The other oil I'll say for you is that I'm, I'm going to have to figure out a way to do this, but I think all pregnant women can agree. Like you got so much inundated with unsolicited advice oh my god so much advice and like other moms will tell you too like yeah everyone tells you all the stuff that you don't really need to know and you just find out the stuff you need to know along the way it's crazy there's been there was so much advice and stuff and I had a lot of people telling me like let your sister know this and some things I like told you and some things I started just being like I'm just not gonna tell her that yeah, there's a lot of advice, and it, it's okay. It helps. It gives people therapy because they feel like they're helping. And and I that's just, true. That's true. That's true. I take it as it is. But there's my favorite was I will say yesterday I had to go to a sad event, and I didn't account for the fact that people would be congratulating me, um, which was hard because I was like, thank you, but like we're here to celebrate a, a life that was lost too soon, and um, this one guy who was not a congregant nor a friend, but sitting with a congregant and friend. Um, he overheard me having a conversation with a congregant friend and I was talking and that person said to me, are you breastfeeding? And I said, I'm trying, but yeah, yeah it's okay. It was like the person who it was, I was okay with asking me like we have a good enough relationship. It was okay. Oh, oh you're okay. I see. Yeah, it was okay. And so I said, you know, I'm trying, but, um, you know, I have this, I have PCOS. And so I heard one of the things that could be challenging is I might not get milk. So I'm doing the best I can. I'm pumping, um, but I don't know, like it's been two weeks almost and, and it's not so, so far I can't feed my child with it. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. And uh, he's like, that's okay. You know, no big deal. And Wendy's like, I didn't do, oh, I said, I just said the person. And then, yeah. So his wife said, I didn't do it. And and my kids are fine. And so, and then. Our, mo- our mother did not give us one drip of breast she didn't milk try. and we're fine. Yeah, we're fine. So um, this man who I didn't know, who was just sitting at the table said, I heard that if you breastfeed that, that your child's IQ is so much higher than a formula fed baby. And I was like, Oh, Emmett, are you I literally said, that's bull, you know, <laughs> to the, to, like, I know I'm, I'm the cantor and I'm in my house of worship, but I had to say that to him because I just want to be like, a, you can't breastfeed B. I don't know you. It's not your business. And, and C, I don't know. I just was like so offended. So, um, certain things people have to, there were certain things said to me, especially by older men, I was gonna say older white men, but older men that like were very unsolicited and inappropriate during the pregnancy. So I think if you're maybe not in the same shoes as that person, like when a woman says it to you and she's been through it, it's like, okay, I get it. But if you're a man who's just giving me statistics or decides to comment on my body or something like that, like just keep it to yourself. Yeah. Especially if you got the info from Fox News or something. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So hopefully he'll have a high IQ, even though he's only getting a tiny bit of breast milk. You are the smartest person I've ever met. Okay, Lizzie, you Lizzie's an auntie to a, a lot of cuties that range in uh, range in age from two to twenty two. Yeah, actually two to twenty two. And they're all so cute. You lived with one of your nephews for a while. Yep, that's the best. That's thing. why I'm allowed to give advice because I've been like a parent for like ten years. Yeah, well. You not only a parent, but an auntie, yes. Yeah, what's the but best you, thing? But when you live with some with a kid from two to nine years old, you're basically true. a no, that's co-parent. True. That's true. <laughs> that's true. You really did co-parent him. Yes. But her but the two year old Lucy is so cute. Lucy Shaw it has. Yeah, she is the cutest. She's my triple sister's daughter. And that connection is crazy. Not that you don't feel an amazing connection with Emmett, but then it's like a whole nother step when you have the same 
given sex or gender. I don't, we can't even talk about that these days, but having your triplet girl girl sister give birth to a girl after having three nephews is like, there, it's like, oh my God, welcome to our tribe. Yeah, the girl party. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. for sure. And it's so, so sweet. And Sarah's husband, Andrew, used to think that like, Lucy just liked me because I looked like Sarah. (laughs) But we have a completely different vibe. And she gave me, you never know when you're going to get a new name. And I became Zaza. And I love it. Emmett, you can call me Zaza. How did did that happen, Zaza? Where did, because Liz Z, she heard the Z. I would always go. Okay, this is actually what it is. Who is that From your stomach? Is that Amos? That's, that's, that's not Amos. my stomach. <laughs> that's my my fur baby, Amos. And you should see Buttercup. Okay. Anyways, how did I get the name Zaza? Well, so first of all, my oldest nephew, Abraham, who's now Oh, speaking of Abraham, who's now 22 years old, he called me Aunt Wizzy. So I was Aunt Wizzy for most of my life since I was oh. 13 years old. <laughs> Wizzy. Yes. And then um when Lucy was born, I used to sing with her and go, la, 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 Lucy, like <laughs> things like that. And then I started going, za, 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 or things like that. Um, oh, my God, Buttercup. Buttercup, it's not time to play. <laughs> yes, it's this your is baby. your brother. Your There's a dog okay. trying but to. He's sleeping. I wish you could see this right now. Anyways, so then <laughs> I would try and go, Lizzie, Lizzie, za, za, za. And then eventually she just started calling me za, za, za. And they were actually out of town. And Lucy had like just, she was like maybe 20 months and she just started in FaceTime calling me Zaza. Zaza, Zaza. It was oh, like Gigi became Zaza. That is so And she cute. says a lot of funny things. All of her <laughs> B's become F's. And she says like, instead, that's so cute. That's so shoot. <laughs> and she went and saw Frozen and she has like a really funny voice and I love her. She really is so cute. The curls, I just ugh, melt over yes. the curls. I love them. She's so cute. Yeah, the, the I feel like, Age two to six is just the best. Yeah. Because they say stuff and you're like, where did that come from? It's so cute. <laughs> yeah. 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 My my ovaries are definitely like, hello, 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 hello. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we know. But and Emma told me he wants a, a cousin. cousin. Yeah. You told me that a few times. Um, so I wanted to do something kind of, well, we have... Two things, and I think because we're going kind of long, so okay, yeah, we got two things. That. We're we're doing a because Lizzie and I call each other our canter biffles, best friends for life. So we're gonna do a we were gonna do a best friend quiz. Oh, it's just on Instagram. Oh, I thought um, a best friend quiz, but also it's our aunt Audrey's eighty seventh birthday. Let's do that. Let's call her first. So we're gonna call her because aunt Audrey and Uncle Stewie are like George's parents from Seinfeld. They're I just like have to say, a spitting I love image. That name, like I have thought about Audrey. Naming. Audrey, yeah, I love that name. Beautiful Audrey's name. A beautiful name. Mm-hmm. If you have a girl. Yeah. She's not pregnant. For the record, I'm just saying in the future. Yeah. On one of these podcasts, she will be. Um, <laughs> but you won't So let's know. see if I can find, let's see which number I should, we should call them on. But yeah, they are, they are a dynamic duo. They are quite hilarious. Hysterical. She only wears purple. She only wears purple. Their whole house is purple. Um, and her hair is like red. Like she's just a character. They're both purple characters. Um, Uncle Stewie has called just jessica candy her whole life hey jessica candy yeah. and um they just have the funniest jokes and where did jessica candy they were extras come from? Like jessica on candy. a lot of movies oh since you called you jessica candy and he they were extras on something about mary and like lots of other good classics so let's we'll try their house i them. know i'm gonna try their house because okay. it's probably they're probably home let's see what time is it in florida three yeah, o'clock like three o'clock 
They should be. It's, it's a little too early for Buka de Bebo. It's almost time for dinner. <laughs> yeah. They went to Buka de Bebo last night. They went to Buka de Bebo after um, Poppy died. Place? They went for every birthday every before Poppy was gone. And they go like, uh, they, they know the manager. The I don't think he pays. Is, you know the Pope room at Buka? That's where we went after our Jewish grandfather's funeral. Yeah. The Pope room. I've you know. been in there. I think with for a bar mitzvah. But not in Florida. <laughs> no, in LA. Though. No, but they all have a Pope room. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. with, with the Pope on the table and yeah. it spins. Yeah. yeah that, I've been in there. Yeah. It was great, definitely great for a large Friday groups. night bar mitzvah. Great dinner. for large groups. So do they know that you're calling? No. But we're going to tell them that we're, we're going to say happy birthday, but we're going to be like. Are we singing happy birthday? Well, we haven't talked to them in a while, so we probably shouldn't just go in with a song. All right. I mean, I mean we could. Love it. What do you think? All right. Just, yeah, just call. Okay. Let's we'll swing it. This is really patrolling the house. Wait, do we, need to, we don't know if we need to get the rings on there. But. Was this Bluetooth calling me or what? That was good. Did yeah, it go to right. your Bluetooth or something? No. We'll try it one more time. We can cut this part out. That's a fax machine. Oh, that's a fax machine. That's good. All right, let's try. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't always a fax machine. Um, I guess try Audrey's cell. She's probably more. Okay. No. Oh, she's never answered herself. That's right. We'll try Uncle Stu. He gets really mad. Don't call has been. Come on. Okay, let's try this one. Your call has been for old people. I don't understand. Now I'm getting concerned for their Wait, well-being. I know. I'm gonna. T- I'm okay. We'll we'll get back to this. I'm gonna text my dad for the most current number. All right. So here is, here is a, Jess and Lizzie met in cantorial school, and I will say that Jess definitely had a couple of really close girlfriends. Maybe like, yeah, like a little trio of close girlfriends in high school and college. But um, Lizzie, when she met Lizzie, but they became very close friends fast. Lizzie became part of our family really fast. But we also like had met each other like by accident. Remember that? Oh, this is a funny story. So really? Lizzie and Jade, my college best friend, went oh, yeah, to yeah. high school together. Right, right. And we were in college and we went to sing at Carnegie Hall. And so we were in New York and we're walking down the street randomly in the middle of New York. And Jade, I always used to joke that Jade knows everybody, but literally we're in New York. Went to school in Long Beach. I think we were like in Times Square, if I recall. Yeah, you were close to Times Square. You had just left your your brother was in Wicked, yep. and you just left the show. And oh. she was like, I "Don't remember Lizzie." That. So and I think was Sarah with you too? No, Sarah was not with you. It was, but you think your parents were or something. And she's like, "Lizzie," and like you guys gave it to. I'm like, she she knew somebody in New York City. Like that's crazy. But I didn't know who you were at the time. She said it's a friend from high school. And then when we met in college, I was like, "I've met you before." But then what's funny about that is that Lizzie literally knows everybody <laughs> she knows a lot of people yeah. we have a lot of weird connections since too of like mm-hmm. you knew this person you knew that what well it's like you could just say small jewish world yeah right and a small so jewish jade's not jewish world. but still but um honorary but she sings she's honored yeah yeah and so you guys have been friends ever since and so we're gonna do this little it's like a best uh, it's a best friend quiz ish oh gosh so I'm just going to ask questions. You're either going to say yes or no. Don't look. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Do you know each other's phone number by heart? No. No. But I know the first three digits. <laughs> She's in my favorite. It's the 310 number. She's like, uh, 
I have no idea what Vegas is. I really I, only I know. I don't even memorize. know your number. I know mom's <gasps> number. She doesn't even know your no, number. No, I don't. It's Allie. mom's, Jeremy's, dad's. You need to memorize your sisters because in case of emergency. It's 310 something something. Yeah, because I used to. I had oh, 702 oh. since seventh grade and then I lost the phone or whatever. It's annoying. But yeah, I know. Okay. So, yeah, anyway, okay, okay. So um, do you know the first name of each other's first ever crush? No. Like celebrity crush? Wait, no. Because we kind of talked about that this morning. Wait, was that the guy that I said yesterday that I was like, I kind of know a lot about him. That was your, was that your first crush or that was Jade's first crush? Oh, no, that was not my first crush. Okay. He, he, I didn't meet him until I was way older. You're talking about the guy you're like, he's related, like somehow Jade knew him. No, mm-hmm. not him. I'm not. All right, well, you yeah, two we're are not being really the best friends at all right now. Well, but, you um, know, we are, we're kidding. always really in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Ask us something like from now. Past. Um, that's a dumb question. Do you know the name of each other's childhood pet? Any of them? Amos. <laughs> <laughs> that's your current dog. I, my childhood pet was Lady. Uh, Charlie. Yeah. Okay. You know each other's middle name. Yes. What's my middle name? Elizabeth. Oh, no, that's no. your first name. <laughs> <laughs> We're so good right now. Elizabeth Weiss. Mont. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm filling the blank. Uh, I definitely know Jessica's middle name, but I can't I'm think of it. Right. blank. Jessica. Oh, my gosh. You guys <laughs> suck. <laughs> I'm Nicole, but. Yeah, wait, Goisha. Jessica Goy- Nicole. Jessica Nicole. Mine's kind of Goisha, too. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. It's Elizabeth like, Ashley? Yeah, yeah, that's very, like, wow. Mar- Mary-Kate and Nielsen. <laughs> I think there's, that's like, a baggage like, of like the a- time you were born. Yeah. Elizabeth Ashley? And Jessica Nicole, too. Yeah, very, and I was very, never called very Elizabeth. 80s. But when I go to Starbucks, I say Elizabeth. Because otherwise people go, Lindsay? <laughs> Liz? Beth? Do you know each other's birthday? <laughs> yes, that I know. Okay, what's my birthday? October 25th. February 13th, <laughs> 1985. Now I, now I do 80, know four. Lizzie's because I went to Lizzo on your birthday. Yes. Uh, yes, you know both your parents' first names. Yes. Do you know each other's shoe size? She's like big feet, like she nine or something. I'm like You're like a, a seven and a half? Yeah. See, we know the important uh, things. Do you know each other's biggest pet peeve? Oh. Oh. Jessica has a lot of pet peeves. <laughs> Not really. I mean, uh, incompetent people. I can't stand that. But incompetent people. Yeah, yours more overall like at work. I feel like. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I'm such like an even keeled person. What do you mean? You have, have pet, pet peeves. peeves. <laughs> like idiots. Yeah. That's those are yeah like people who are stupid. Um, when I mean stupid, I don't. I don't mind if you're not book smart, but like. If you're rude. Oh, I would say my biggest pet peeve, and Jessica definitely knows this, is like no matter what is going on in your life, it never gives you, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what hell you're going through, it never gives you an excuse to be rude to people. So I I would say like when people think use the excuse of like this is going on and like that's why I'm being rude, I'm like, no, that does not give you the right to treat people with disrespect. I like that one. Okay, do you know each other's favorite food? Yes, you definitely well, do. We both love sushi. Yes. Yes, for sure. And then with yogurt usually to follow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although not so much anymore, but yeah. yeah. All right, do you know each other's favorite TV show of all time? Oh, mm. 
oh, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, probably Grey's like Anatomy. Yeah. yeah. And this is definitely one of mine. But my all-time favorite show was Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two, the original. But I think Grey's Anatomy is still up there just because it's spanned so many decades of my life. Yeah. It feels like it's like from my nineteen and now I'm thirty-five or something. Yeah. So I think it's. But West Wing. Oh yeah, like a lot yeah. of shows. But we watch a lot of the same. Oh, You're I can say some your own favorite <laughs> shows. You have to I say said her, I said Grey's no, Anatomy. Well, I can just share. Yeah, she said Grey's Anatomy, which is good. But I think we we both do share like a weird love of like reality shows. Like mm-hmm. we definitely both watch Kardashians. <laughs> no, I don't, no, I don't really. I saw it taped on your show. show. I know. Or I keep jazz. You both watch. Who's the girl? Who's the girl that dances? Oh, Honey Boo Boo. No. <laughs> I love Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> no, she's my sport. Like Her name's Alana too. Yeah, um, that's true. No, no, no. What's the girl that, that dances. She's the bigger girl and she dances. Oh, my big fat fabulous. Oh life. yes, yeah, that's my you favorite guys show. Love yeah, her. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because like, Thor. if you are a heavy person and then you want, you have like a fascination with like people who have. And she has PCOS too. Yeah, there's a lot of. She's she's just hysterical. She's great TV. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah great she TV. is. Okay. Do you know? Which, by the way, one of these years we have to go on that cruise. Have you heard about that cruise she does every November? It's called the No Body Shame Cruise. <laughs> oh, Liz- yeah, I do Lizzie know that. just stuck her tongue out. <laughs> well, like, like, you're I not a cruiser, huh? Like, I like watching her, but sometimes I kind of like, I'm like, oh, my God, you're crazy. Like, Well, she has to be. Yeah, that's true. Like, she got to get that next season locked in, you know? True. Yeah, that's true. She has a really cute boyfriend right now. She does? Is that on right now? Being. Didn't she come out? No. No, she just was experimenting. She was probably trying to get ratings uh, and kissed a girl on the television. Got it. Okay. Sorry, uh, we don't need to You said you were talking about this this morning. What's Lizzie's celebrity crush? Well, <laughs> this morning she told me that she had a dream that she was married to Rob Lowe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to go with that. But yeah, I, no, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I also, now I'm so bad. Um, now I'm forgetting his name. His last name is actually Weiss. And he, my, my sisters know. Um, I'm, oh, my God, I'm forgetting his name. He was on Alias. And, um, oh, my God, I'm forgetting his name. Sarah, Allie, if you're there. No. Um. I'll tell you in a second, but he can. He actually represents like everything we love. Jessica's celebrity crush. I told you a little bit this morning. Oh yeah, you did. It was. Save by the bell. R- um, Mario Lopez. But it, like not what? current. <laughs> Mario Since Lopez. When? No, no, it, like it was just like a, I had a. I, we were a talking dream. about a dream we're that we about had. Dreams like, that and we were like, about. what was that about? So I had this crazy dream about Rob Lowe. But really, many mine is Tay Diggs. But. Um, oh, Tate, that's mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah. Okay, but I had this dream about Rob Lowe that I was I like, like so culture. in love with him that I was, and he was in a Cinderella carriage leaving me, and I was. I said she must have just watched it on TV before she went to bed. I was crying so bad that he was leaving me. That was oh my, my God, dream. Really sad. I know it was. All right, let's do one more, and okay. then we, we got to wrap this up. All right, Alex is dying right now. Who's dying? Alex. Oh, Alex. <laughs> Well, mm-hmm. our listeners are like, okay, wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll try Some it on Audrey. Some of these are very weird. Okay. What about, do you know each other's most, embar- most embarrassing moment? These are good questions. I don't know. That's hard. Yeah, that is sometimes hard. You don't know. You, sorry. It's hard because sometimes you don't know your own. Like, I don't know what mine is. I mean, like, I, I feel like, like as a kid, I'm just going to share my most, like, I have, like, two that were really embarrassing when I was a kid but we've probably talked about it but not like we talk a lot about like current stuff events work we like talk about work a lot <laughs> um 
and we talk about. But I think that's people. why you two are so connected is because to be your pro- not a, like your profession is not a very popular profession first of all on its own. And then to be a woman in this profession is not mm-hmm. popular. Then to be the age you are a woman in this profession mm-hmm. is even more rare, which there it's it's becoming less and less. You guys now have like a whole harem of yes <laughs> jewish a lot of young, young jewish, jewish women cantors women which cantors. is amazing five of which are like all having or had like had a baby in the past couple months so that's cool too but i think that's why you're so connected because i can talk to my sister all day you can talk to your sisters too about those things but like it's rare it's rare to like totally know what someone else is going through in in that field and also i'm like i will s- admit like uh, earlier i was saying like and Jessica said this too, that she doesn't like, like, incompetent people. Well, like, for me, like, I usually am friends with people who are as motivated and hardworking as I am. And I always tell people, like, Jessica's, like, if there's anyone more, although I have one other friend who's like this too, but, like, if anyone's harder working or, like, it's Jessica. <laughs> like, as so, driven. Yeah, as driven and just, like, dedicated and – like, listen, being a cantor is not, it's not a job. It's literally a lifestyle. Life, yeah. And your entire social atmosphere revolves around um, your congregants. And that can be complicated. And it, it also can be really beautiful. And there can be embarrassing moments with that, too. I was just thinking back to, was it your installation? No, it wasn't your installation. It was, maybe it was your installation. I don't know. I remember afterward, there was like, a, you had this congregant. Oh, it was my, it was my. Yeah, it was my installation. Yeah, who like made a comment about my skirt, and it was like so rude and embarrassing, so rude. like about how it was inappropriate, but it like totally wasn't. Um, but I think people are so they think that we should be dressed a certain way. They think we should act a certain way because we're clergy. And I was wearing like a skirt that showed off my curves, and she had to make a comment about it and in front of people. Past my always past my knees. Yeah, she yeah. was saying it was, but like it was it was it was it was woman. It made me look, you know, womanly. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, and but the funny thing is, I have that a big butt. Woman, I'm sorry. <laughs> that same woman was at a concert we did together a couple months ago, and I had to remind Jessica later, like that's the one that you really did. And like. I had no idea because no I would have totally not given her a time of day. But yeah. uh, well, I, I shouldn't say that. But um, but yeah, it was really embarrassing. I was like, what? Because then I never wore that skirt again, and I think it went to Goodwill. Yeah, we spent like the next. <laughs> The next like three hours, we went out to dinner, and and it was very sad. You were very upset. Yeah, like but it was rude. Like just I can't don't believe like people say stuff. Like I've said that. this many times, probably on the podcast as well. Don't comment on people's bodies. Period. Like yeah. just don't do it. You yes. don't need to do it. There's no reason. Like you can say, "Oh, you look beautiful," or "Oh, that's nice." But but like just don't make. But even when you walk into temple and some guy or whatever just comes up to you and like or woman, like it's it's their equal opportunity to say oh, you look so beautiful today. Or like, wow, you look like you've lost weight. Yeah, don't say that one. all the time. (laughs) Like, and and what it makes you feel like is like, that's all that they care about ultimately is your presence. And Jessica and I both spend a lot of time and energy on, like we like putting ourselves together, hair, makeup, nails, like everything like that. But that doesn't give you like, you know, but the amount of work that we do behind all of that is incomparable. And much more important. Uh, just, a, I mean, a little devil's advocate to when someone really has lost weight and you say something like that, if you've worked that hard, it's nice when someone notices. Like yesterday, I did notice someone at your bris had lost a lot of weight. And I didn't, I almost was like, I kind of gently said to her, I was like, 
something's different about you. Like I either you're wearing something I don't normally see you wear or have you lost weight? And she goes, yeah, I've lost 18 pounds. That's a lot. And she looks really good. And so, you know, she's been working hard to obviously lose that. So it's like. And yeah, Jeremy, well, your husband. Yeah, like, no, and he likes to hear no, that too. No, but it's different as a friend or an acquaintance. Yeah, sure. you're and a stranger. In, you're literally in the sanctuary about to start a service or just finish a service and someone's like, oh, look at you. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Also, Jews are like obsessed with food and weight. Oh. <laughs> I know. You have to be skinny, but you have to eat something <laughs> yeah. like all the time. It's the weirdest thing. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's very interesting. And it... There's a lot we can we can have, we can have a whole episode about this, but um, but I will definitely say that the best compliment I got, if you're gonna say something, was um, when I had lost like I, I think at that point I had lost like 60 pounds of like, at one point I lost 115 pounds, but I had lost like 60 so far, and I saw a congregant at my student pulpit, and they said something like, um, uh, "You look so beautiful, but you were beautiful then, and you're beautiful now," or like so, it was something like to say like I noticed that you look different. But you were, you know, yeah. it, it didn't change your beauty or some, something like that. And, like, that was nice that they took that into account a little bit. So, I mean, there's ways you can say things if you need to say something. But in general, you're just safer if you just steer clear of that whole discussion. We could literally, and we should do this another We should time. have another We have episode. a podcast called, like, What Your Congregants Say to You. Or just what f- colleagues. I mean, it's, e- it's crazy. Colleagues, too, yeah. Mm-hmm. We have some crazy colleagues. Yeah, you have interesting stories. All right. So, uh, okay. So, dad sent me a new, like, he said this is the home number. So, let's just try it. Okay. This is a good way to wrap it up. Yeah. Let's hope it works. Yeah. Emmett was like getting hot. On the next episode. Okay. Let's try the mobile one more time. Last time. It's weird that all of them are. Ah. Okay, that was going to be really funny. Never mind. We'll have to call them another time. They are they are They're a, hoot, a hoot and a holler. Um, well, we really missed podcasting. We need to. Well, we are going to try to do it more consistently. We have a lot of guests we still want to bring to you, and people we want to talk with, and subjects we want to cover. But you should so let us know too. Please let us know. It was so fun having Lizzie here because she is part of our sisterhood. Thank you. And well, any any last word, mom? If you would like to be a sponsor of this podcast, <laughs> please let us know. You can DM us on our Sisterhood Podcast Instagram, or we'll you can give you send all the stats we have. Yes, and uh, we will pu- we will plug your company or your product, and we're ha- we're happy to do that. Uh, and it will it'll help us to record more episodes. So we would appreciate it if you want to do that. All right, and thank you to Alex, our producer, and. We have our we have our closing thing. Our closing thing, yes, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Lahitrot. We want to give special thanks to our producer Alex Hill, Becky Mann for our amazing intro, and the CNT Shabatones for their musical talents on Oys and Joys and our outro. And thank you to you, our listeners, who we are so excited to share stories and create content for. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It will help us greatly. And follow us on Instagram at Sisterhood Podcast. Toda for joining us on Sisterhood. We hope you have a crazy good week. Shalom from Alana and Jess. Hey, we're, we have a podcast down here. Turn your TV down. <laughs> <laughs>